0: Hello everyone, I'm Isma Pai Civico, and I wish you a very warm welcome to new episode of The Civic Podcast. So, as you can see, I will be speaking about the wage gaps and namely the ethnic wage gaps and the gender wage gaps and speak about all the factors that contribute into these different uh, disparities of income between certain demographics, and actually to explain that the main reason for these disparities, let's say, is not discrimination towards minorities or towards people based Hello everyone, and welcome again. So, as you can see today, I will be speaking about the wage gaps, and the gender wage gap, the race wage gap, generally those are the two main ones that are being spoken of today. And I do think that's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, misconceptions or misinterpreted, let's say, data in today's social-political atmosphere. Um, people don't understand what factors actually contribute to these wage gaps. And they tend to think that the primary cause of the wage gaps is active discrimination on behalf of the employers. So active discrimination against, well, let's say women when it comes to gender or against people of colour when it comes to ethnicity. Again, I don't like using the word race because I don't think it's really relevant anymore. I think the word ethnicity is more... And this is not to be politically correct in a way, but the word ethnicity better defines, let's say, the characteristics when we come to speak of people of colour. Because again, um, a black person from Africa is not the same as a black person from the United States. They have completely different cultures and ethnicity also englobes that aspect of culture, let's say when i mean africa i mean general african countries or different african countries i'm not saying that the whole of africa is completely the same actually there's more diversity in africa than there is basically anywhere else in the world when it comes to difference of cultures of language um and just of general perception of life or or life philosophies so coming back to that so that's the main idea right that the that the wage gap and we can speak first about the gender wage gap and then we can speak about the the race wage gap, because that's the way it's being defined mainly. Um, so the ge- again, for the gender wage gap, it's, it's not that big. I think it's around 10%. So men generally earn 10% more than women. And the way this is interpreted is that men, for the same work, for the same amount of hours that they put in, earn 10 times more as women. Um, same thing can be said for, for different ethnicities, right? The, the, the white person earns X times more than the Asian person, or rather than a black person, and that's the way it's being, let's say, portrayed today. Short disclaimer: that's completely false. It's just not true. And if discrimination does play an active role in this wage gap, it's a very, very small role. It's a very a trivial role that it plays. and maybe like one percent, or or zero zero point one percent of that active discrimination that might actually define some sort of um let's say that can that can be a contributive factor to that wage gap but the main reasons are completely different the main reasons can be considered in different types of jobs the different groups of people actually have um when it comes to jobs where you can scale or not so generally when it comes to the stem fields and we'll be speaking about the stem fields because that's i think a very very important important topic when it comes to stem which is highly regarded or 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 the general perception is that it's highly male-dominated area, STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, So when it comes to choice of career, choice of working hours, uh, whether you move from your country or not, that's also highly, highly contributes to the if you're going to earn more or less uh, to that same thing. Uh, Your general upbringing, your experiences, your education, um, childbearing, again, this is something we're gonna dig into a bit more also, because that also, highly contributes to the amount of, of hours you can work or to the kind of jobs you can actually have, right? Which is not the same again for men and women because men can't bear, can't bear children. Um, unless if you're a woman and you identify as a man and then, then you could potentially bear children. So okay, uh, that can be uh, that can be an option. But nevertheless, let's dig into this a bit. So let's start first with the gender paradox. Uh, sorry, the gender equality paradox. So I'm not sure if if you're aware of the gender equality paradox, but and this is mainly when it comes to women participation in the STEM fields. Um, so when it came to this, the uh, the conclusion people came out or the general theory, um, well, that that wasn't the theory at the beginning. The theory at the beginning is that these scientists or the um, all these people that were actually gathering the data from, mainly data from PISA, and then the other data was from the Global Gender Gap Index, right? So they tried to see a bit uh, how many women get into the STEM fields in specific countries, depending on the Global Gender Gap Index, right? So that's how you measure which countries are more uh, gender equal in terms of, of policy or of culture, or just in general understanding of gender equality, where we can more or less agree that scandinavian countries have done a lot more for when it comes to achieve gender equality when in culture and in policy simultaneously right and 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 this is where it comes when not just taking into account scandinavian countries what the founding what what was discovered in a way and then there were some articles later on that actually did uh say well these factors didn't taken weren't taken into account but then they actually uh a couple years ago or a year ago they they restated the same people that made Uh, this research that those factors weren't highly contributive factors to the actual finding in itself well the finding in itself said that when when gender equality gets more equal in specific places in terms of countries or in terms of cultures in general um, there's going to be a bigger disparity or a bigger proportion of 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 men than of women that are going to go into what you can regard as the the normative gender roles right so the the gender roles that can be assigned for men or the gender roles that can be assigned for women Um, and even though the disparity in itself wasn't enormous it wasn't humongous in a way but it did actually show the contrary effect to which people actually expected so the whole idea that people are going to choose a specific branch of their work because of social constructs because of society has actually taught them to say okay because you're a man you need to do this kind of work because you're a woman you need to do that kind of work actually got counter by this finding in this kind of research saying that if you, even if you try to reduce the culture of gender roles to a maximum, you're going to have an even bigger disparity. It's going to go in the opposite direction. Ergo why this is called the gender equality paradox. And, uh, and you can just Google it and you can say a bit, I mean, this these are results going from lots of different nations, uh, an enormous amount of the population, Uh, done by the Program International Student uh, Assessment, so by PISA. And these are just statistics in themselves when it comes to people in STEM. And then afterwards, the paradox was developed uh, by some other people, which, uh, well, you can just Google it. Just Google gender equality paradox and you can get all the information from there. Uh, And then later on again, there have been some, some, well, some critiques this paradox in itself and then it, it's basically going up and down but in the general manner we can say that this is a viable source of information uh when we take all the information uh, and all the sources and all the statistics into account where again this is just what the finding was now we can look very well at what the actual causes of this disparity let's say in choosing career paths but that's just one thing. And why do I want to say that? This is one of the contributing factors in the difference between people in the STEM fields. The STEM fields earn much more than other fields like might be possibly education and health, which is mainly women dominated. Those fields do not earn as much. Okay. The STEM fields are also scalable fields. So what do I mean by that is that if, if you're a person and you develop a software, that software, it can be sold to 20 people, 50 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people, 1 million people, right? So more people you sell that software to, more money you are going to earn, evidently. Um, if you're a teacher, you can, you can teach five, five kids, 10 kids, 15 kids, 20 kids, 25 kids. After 25 kids, that is going to become extremely difficult. You can't teach to a class of 2,000 people, 5,000 people, 10,000 people. It's not the same kind of scalability that you do find in within the STEM fields so generally you are going to earn less um, all depending on your career path and this basically comes back to the idea that these career paths are being imposed by the heteronormative uh, gender roles that have been assigned to us Let's say since we were born, uh, because you have a penis then you're a man, you have a vagina, then you're a woman. So then we need to treat you in a certain way. Men need to wear blue. Women need to wear pink. All these kind of social constructions uh, that we keep hearing quite a bit. Okay, Um, so one of the main ideas of why people tend to choose, or let's say in this case, the genders tend to choose different different paths, different career paths. It's mainly because of uh, psychological traits that they may possess uh, biologically speaking um so what do i mean by this is that you have certain biological traits that more men are more propense or more women are more propensed to do for example men are more violent uh, and women are uh, for example um are more how do you say this have a higher propensity towards negative emotion for example okay that's why you also have and and to give an example when it comes to uh, um to suicide right um more women commit try to commit suicide but more men are actually successful if you can call that successful when it was an awful word to say but you could say you call that successful in actually committing why because they're going to use more lethal um ways of committing that suicide in itself because they are inherently more violent now these overlaps are very small percentages there's like 10 percent overlap between the genders so if you get 100 people and and you get the most and 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 you grab one person, you have sixty percent chance of that person being violent. Uh, that 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 person being a man, right? Uh, from 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 that violent scale. But then again, we know that the that the big that the big differences actually do happen at the extremes. Most people in the middle, people don't have careers. Firstly, right? Okay, most people don't have careers. Most people have jobs. Most people have nine to five jobs, which so is a bit different. The 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 people that are actually going to go far is is quite a small minority and within that spectrum is the people at the end so if you get in a specific amount of people and that and maybe you have like 80 men and 20 women and vice versa when it comes to maybe educational health you're gonna have 80 women and 20 men that are that are better in their respective fields so this is one of the reasons that actually does counter-argument the 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 cultural or the social construction kind of point of view in saying how come that in the Scandinavian countries the, the the disparity between men and women in the STEM field is much higher than for example in Eastern European countries or Middle Eastern countries. I think in Bulgaria, it was around 50, 50 in the STEM fields. Um, I think in, in Palestine and Israel, is was more or less in the same. I can't, I can't, don't take my words for Palestine and Israel. Um, I checked this a couple of years ago, but but just go and Google it again. I'm not telling you here what to believe or not, just Google is your friend. You can try and see what exactly what, it, what is the proportion of women or men and women in the STEM field in itself, right? So, that is one of the contributors on the wage gap, on the gender wage gap specifically, is the actual choice of work that men and women pursue in their careers. That's one of them. Another of them is that men usually tend to work more hours, okay? So, and tend to work more hours, this can be directly correlated with childbearing, for example. If a couple has a child, generally, and this maybe you can see about culture, you can see maybe it's biology, um, because you also have biological attraction let's say from a mother to a child it, it's it's a different attraction that a man will have towards his child. It's a different kind of love, it's a different kind of affection that you might find. So generally what happens is that the man works more hours and if you work ten percent more hours in most sectors you're gonna earn forty percent more. If you do over hours in a bar for example um you're going to earn more money. Those hours are higher paid. If you work at night, those hours are higher paid. Again, this is another contributing factor that generally. Now we can discuss whether it is right or not. That is generally a woman that takes care of the child. I personally uh, don't think that should be the case. What well, I do like something that happened in the Scandinavian countries, um, I think Sweden was the first one to do this. I'm not sure if the other ones uh, followed, but is to have shared parental leave. So they give X number of months to the couple and then they can decide um how they can divide those months the the first three months has to be the woman that needs to, they need to stay at home because uh for the purpose of, of of breastfeeding um so but then after that they can divide it as much as they want so if 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 the if the wife wants to go to work um and and and, and the man wants to stay at home to take care of the child, they have that possibility, which I think is which I think is awesome that they actually do give that freedom to the people, for the people to decide. But even when they have that freedom, it's still generally the woman that stays at home and, and the man that goes to work. Um, the factors contributing to that are still quite unclear. We could speak about cultural factors in themselves, but then again, in Scandinavia, the, the cultural differences between men and women have been reduced immensely. Immensely. It's not the same... It's not the same perception that we have, maybe in the in the south of Europe, where the culture is maybe a little bit more conservative in the way, um, in that way. Which I don't find it necessarily bad, um, as long as there's the equality before the law and and the general democratic equality that gender should possess uh, in these countries. So that's one of the that's one of the contributing factors. Um, more factors between the okay. Uh, between men and women what are the factors can you say okay men tend to actually have more uh dangerous jobs right so generally if you have it you're in a more dangerous jobs you're gonna earn more money um okay so these are just a a multiplicity of different factors to that that actually prove or say why men earn more than women again this wage gap is basically the calculation on how much men earn on a medium and how much women earn on a medium, right? It's not a calculation on how much men and women earn for the same job, same hours worked. That's the big misconception we are seeing today. The The wage gap is not that whatsoever. And if there is even a shred of discrimination on behalf of the employer, it can maybe account for 0.1% of that wage gap or 1%, which again, that has to be looked into because there are anti-discrimination laws for these kind of things and these kind of disparities. But the, the the 99% of the actual reasons on why men earn more than women has just enumerated them just now, or most of them, right? So that's part of the gender pay gap, which I spoke about this previously in another episode, but I wanted to dig a bit more into it. And I think it's, well, it's never a bad thing to actually repeat things um, so that people can understand. Now let's go towards the the race uh, wage gap or the ethnicity wage gap which to be honest i did not find this data in europe because the data is a bit more difficult to find in europe when it comes to ethnicity i'm not entirely sure why so if people do have data on when it comes to ethnicity wage gaps in in europe i'm more than happy to see them but i, have, I haven't been able to find it What i did find is in the united states Right, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics—they do follow generally everything when it comes to, to to jobs, to income, to based on race. Again, the Americans like to call it race a lot. Um, and what what we found here now actually that Asian women are earning more than white men. Right. So how can that be? Now you have a series of contributing factors or a series of reasons that that can be and people have been saying it's because their culture is completely different um it's because for example when they decide to bear children they're already in a stable relationship um they have better understanding with their with their, with their partners and they can actually better take care of the kids they have a more they have more help from their family to take care of the kids um just b- basically cultural differences between the asian community and the and the white American community, if you will, if, if, if there's even such thing of a white American community, which I don't think there is personally, um, so, and again, they're all American. Uh, I think that a, a, a white American and black American have a lot more in common than a white American and a, and, and a white European. Uh, I, think, I mean, it's just when it comes to culture, white Europeans and white Americans are quite different. In, in, in that regard. So, so so that begs the question, right? How come on a medium, again, Asian American women, or Asian women in a way, because they, they didn't specify it was Asian American specifically, are earning more than white men, right? Which this is just completely throws out the, the, the conception that society is ruled by white men, by powerful white men that these people are the one possessing all the high paid jobs these people are the one earning the most these people are the one being the oppressors um so h- how come that's the case say oh well well they they work harder than than white men say well most surely they do probably 100% i mean that that that's probably a big factor on why but you do realize that that completely uh, dismantles your whole narrative. You're basically saying that hard work actually does give you a higher income, which it wasn't the premise at the beginning. That's not their hypothesis. The hypothesis is that even if you work hard, you're still going to be paid less based on your ethnicity or your skin color or your religion or your gender, which is not specifically the case. That we're going to take for example now the oh and actually, um, um, Asian men actually were earn way more than Asian women and. Uh, white males um but then again what are the actual numbers in that because we always thought that it was the white males that actually did dominate all of these areas so how come asian men are doing more again that can be a contributing factor when it comes to culture when it comes to education um that they are generally hard-working people and that can be called a stereotype of prejudice but it's not a negative prejudice or a negative stereotype it's not bad that you can say people actually are hard workers I mean, I come originally from Andalucía and the main stereotype of people from Andalucía is that they are lazy people and all they do is sleep the siesta in the afternoon and they don't work. That, for example, is a negative prejudice, right? Um, So you can have positive prejudices and you can have negative prejudices. Um, I don't think that they're inherently bad if it allows you to understand specific movements or specific sociological phenomenons that that you can see in itself. You you just need to make sure how you display them and what's your actual intention when you're actually laying out these different stereotypes and prejudices to a specific demographic or a specific group of people. And I think that is maybe the part where we start running into muddy water. At what point is it okay to use prejudices or at what point is it okay to use stereotypes? Uh, One of the big prejudices is that, also used by the left quite a bit, is that all rapists are men, right? Or that men are rapists. Now, there's two ways to understand that is that either all the rapists are men or that all men are rapists, if you say men are rapists, right? Uh, Most of rapists are men, indeed, uh, for different reasons. That can maybe show you an idea of what the actual problems that you need to look for when it comes to the male community, right? How can you solve this issue of sexual assault on behalf of men? So, that's also a stereotype, which in my opinion is a negative stereotype, saying that men are rapists in a way. But it's just, if I find it funny, the the places where you can use prejudices and generalization and the places where you can't. So we can either generalize on specific issues and speak about them, or we either can't generalize on specific issues and speak about them. But I think that most of the people that criticize all of these things just really want to criticize whatever goes in their political ideology, let's say, or yeah. On just for their political gain basically uh, okay so coming back then to the to the ethnicity wage gap in a way so how come then in the end that asian american women are earning more are, are are they now the oppressors? Because generally the oppressor and oppressed. They say that the people that are the oppressors are the people that are earning more. Again, we are talking about the bourgeoisie. We're talking about the people that earn more. The same Marxist point of view is that is a proletariat against the bourgeoisie and the only way we can actually view history and or our social and, and all our social interactions is between class. Is is it's between the fight of class and the fight of people uh, between the oppressor the oppressed the bourgeoisie the, pr- the proletariat. Um, I've spoken about I've spoken about this uh, way too much uh, to dig into it right now, but you can understand where I'm coming from. So how are we supposed to interpret the numbers of Asian people earning more than white men in a way? And then coming back to the African American community, uh, it's that it's, it's actually also shown that. Um, for example black black migrants in the united states earn more than the african-american community in itself and at the same time or i think the west these migrants quite a bit earn the same as the white men or even a bit more um, in some cases so why is that what why is that specifically if they were being discriminated by their skin color because again they do have the same color they, they they share ethnic traits let's say in a way how come they are not being discriminated against? If when it comes to the male employer, or not the male employee, but the employee in itself, to discriminate against specific skin color, um, a person won't be able to differentiate a, a a black American from a, physically speaking, I mean, from an African American. Uh, like another person won't be able to differentiate a a white Belgian from a, a white Belgian from a French Belgian, right? Um, when it comes to purely on appearance, uh, it's not that easy, <laughs> right? Um, so again, where is this idea that people are being discriminated against when it comes to, the, to, to their wages, or to their income, just basically based on their skin color or on their gender? I, I am willing to look at the numbers. I am willing to look at sociological studies. I'm willing to look at how employers um, address these issues or who are they going to, to employ in, in specific moments, spaces, jobs, right? All these can be contributing factors and that's why i think that the that the wage gap in general not just gender one but also the race wage gap have been completely misunderstood in lots of ways and again you can you can listen to my numbers or the studies that i've, that I've told you about and believe them or not the only thing to do is google and you can go and check the global gender gap index so you can see which countries are more uh, gender equal in a way and then you can see the disparity between uh, men and women in the STEM fields themselves then if you want to look at the at the medium wage gaps between different um, ethnicities in the United States you can go and check the Bureau of Labour of Statistics because again I did not find these statistics for, for Europe unfortunately so I, I will try to dig in a bit more and, and, and look at that but that's just the case what has been happening so The general idea, again, that people are getting paid less just on the basis of their skin colour or their gender is just completely false. And if it is true, it only contributes to a very, 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 very minor percentage of that general wage gap. And that's why, directly assuming that just because there is a wage gap, just because there is an inequality of income in between demographics, that there has to be something inherently corrupt. Right. There has to be something we, we're all supposed to earn the same based on everything when it comes to medium. Right? so Every single person is supposed to earn the same. Now, the, the, there are different points of view in this. Either we're all exactly the same with with, well, with the same motivations, the same culture, same religion, uh, same upbringing, same education, same experiences absolutely everything. So we're not individuals anymore. All of our experiences have molded who we are today. And we all then choose to do the same thing and go proportionally into every single sector at the same rate. And we all then earn the same. Or we're all diverse. We're all different. We all have different upbringings, different sorts of education, different religions, uh, different cultures, uh, different motivations, different dreams, different goals. And that's the big issue when people try to just lightly bring up the word diversity, which is being, again, completely misused. If we're all diverse, that means that we all have different goals in life. We all, we've all had different experiences. We all want different things for our personal lives. We all have different life philosophies. We all want different things and what things we want or who we are in the end actually is molded by our experiences again our upbringing our education and everything that has molded us into being the person we are today right so so, so those two things really need to get up either we're all the same or we're all diverse right i, th- I think we're all diverse now that is not to say i can already hear the the, the one or two uh <laughs> very how how would you say this um smart asses coming and saying, are you saying we're all diverse? you saying we're not all equal? I mean, <laughs> we're all equal in front of the law. We're all equal in dignity. We should all possess the same rights regardless of our genders, of our, of, 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 of our ethnicities, of our religions, absolutely everything. What I'm just saying is that when it comes to the individual, when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to our personality, when it comes to our character, we are all different. Therefore, we are all going to choose different paths in our lives. We have different upbringings, we have different dreams and different goals. And that really is what we need to take from today. That the wage gap in itself is not just its not just defined or is not even defined in the vast majority to like 99% by active discrimination on behalf of employers to women or to minorities, racial minorities, people of colour. That is just not true. Okay? Um, actually, one thing I forgot to say when it came to the to the race wage, gap. I mean, said, so yeah, but for example, when it comes to Nigerian migrants, yeah, but Nigerian migrants come to the United States, and they already prepared, they already have their education, they already have this. Well, then, that's exactly what I'm saying is that if they have a good education, they can get really high paid jobs, and they're not being discriminated uh, because of their skin color. So I still don't understand why is that being used as a counter argument, where it's, it's not even a counter argument itself, you're basically asserting what I was saying at the beginning. And that's something that I really don't grasp or don't really understand why are they using that counter-argument where it actually does prove the point that I'm making. If that, if you get a good education, if if you have the good motivations in life, if you actually have, let's say, a a drive for you to look for a good job and to work hard to achieve that something, you can actually do so. And then again, there's a case to be made that i'm going to cover this shortly before before i end is that if if an employer is actively discriminating against a minority or a person of color there are laws against that in most countries i'm not entirely sure in the united states but you have quite you have quite a lot of them in 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 europe and you can go to court and you can demand them for that in another way to actually make a case on why actually employers should not even discriminate uh, when it comes to income or even when it comes to hiring. People based on the color or on the gender is because if they do so, they're going to widely, let's say, reduce their their scope of potential workers. Right. So, if 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 you're a bigot, if you're a misogynist, if you're a racist, and you have a hundred people that you can hire within them, you have people from all sorts of 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 nationalities, genders, sexual orientations, whatever. Right. And then you say, okay, I only want white men, white heterosexual men. Then you have maybe like 30 people out of those 100. So then those other 70 people that most probably were better prepared, statistically speaking, out of 100 people, if you take 30, those 70, there's more likely that in that 70, you will find people that are better prepared for that job that you are promoting, or that job that you're looking someone to hire for it. So the actually better prepared people are going to not gonna get that job, and some other company or some other employer is gonna get those those people that you didn't get because you're a bigot or you're a misogynist or you're a racist or whatever. They're gonna employ them, and their company, your competition, is gonna do way better than you are, right? So even for an employer, it's not even it's it's it's, it's not even a very entrepreneurial mindset to discriminate people just based on that. It's it basically I'm basically I'm basically making a case like hire whoever you need to hire for you to make more money um and i think that's the entrepreneurial mindset is that you want to hire the best and if you want to hire the best skin color gender or anything else shouldn't come in your way when you are to hire the best if it does come in your way in the end you're going to end up losing and your company is going to get shredded to bits by the competition because they are going to get those those diamonds those mvps that are in those sectors that might not be white or anything. Like I said before, most of them now are actually Asian, but lots of Asians are widely better prepared than white people. I um, know we can get into into not even cultural differences, but the but the general movements that we are seeing today. Which I don't deem it as a bad thing. More power to them. More more power to people in themselves if they are willing to actually work hard to achieve something in their lives. And that's basically just to cover. I wanted to make uh, this episode to to cover a bit the the wage gap, because I think it's been immensely misunderstood. People keep thinking that the wage gap is same work, same hours, different pay based on your color, uh, on your sexual orientation, or on your gender, which is not true at all. And if that's the case, it maybe accounts for a very, 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 very small percentage of that income, uh, or that or, or or of that disparity in income. Right. So. Again, that's me <laughs> with my general weekly rant on, on a specific issue and the reality behind the wage gap in itself. Um, please don't hesitate to even ask questions. Uh, send an email to ismail.piascivico at the civicspace.org and then you can ask a question or if there's a topic you would like me to discuss on the podcast, I'm more than happy to do so. If you have other sorts, other statistics, other studies that you want me to look into, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, I'm more than happy to get informed as much as I can on every single issue. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just someone that likes to see at things and then comment about them and make up my own mind about what I see and what I learn. And what I discuss with people in a more general manner and i will also be be maybe be doing a bit more episodes and i'll be letting you guys know some future things that i'm working on uh, namely a website that i just opened which i still need to to redo quite a bit and the instagram account which is at the civic.space, uh, on instagram so the Civic.space on instagram and you can follow me there that'll be awesome too uh, but yeah i will also start posting quite a lot of articles on different different sorts of things um for people that prefer to read than to listen to podcasts, which I also like writing quite a bit, uh, and I'll be adding those also onto the uh, onto the website, and some a bit more content, a bit more of diversified content to, to everything that I've been doing up until now. Uh, but in any case, I really like to thank you if you stayed up until EMC, see that my that my listeners is growing bit by bit on especially on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So I really do appreciate it. Uh, again um, a follow or a like never hurts anyone and this is the first time i've said that actually i, d- I don't usually ask for follows or for likes but um hey eh, well why not if you like the content or anything well <laughs> feel free to do so again well thank you very much everyone for listening uh we'll probably see you next week or maybe this week something special will be coming up i'm not entirely sure yet but then again well i wish you all a lovely week i miss my Pi civico and this was the civic podcast see you next time